the burnout that they're in creates creates such a deficit. I almost like refer to it like a battery that's at like 1%. But when, the, when women really plug into their purpose, and I see this in you, I see this in your smile, I see this in what you do. It's like when people plug into their purpose, it's not like a battery that gets depleted every day. It's this renewable energy source that you don't even know existed in corporate America a lot of times because you just thought, okay, my battery's dead. I need to recharge. I need to take the weekend off. I need, well, purpose is so not like that. It's so... It's the most abundant, renewable resource that you wake up to excited about every day. Even if you had a long day of 10 hours of things that you did yesterday, it just has a different energy source. We plug into a different energy source. Welcome to the Blueprint Breakers podcast. What is a Blueprint Breaker? If you live your life outside the typical traditional lifestyle blueprint, you are a Blueprint Breaker. We are here to start a conversation, to assemble resources, and to build a community. This podcast is for empowered women in midlife and beyond who are preparing for a powerful next era of life. My name is Amy A. Palmer. I am your host and facilitator for our conversations. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. To stay connected, up to date, and to receive all of our free resources and gifts along the way, join us at community.blueprintbreakers.com. Make a career pivot. Do you suffer from the Sunday scaries? Is it sometimes difficult to get up and go to work each day? Do not ignore the signs of burnout. It's never too late to make a pivot, to find your purpose, and to enjoy what you do each day. In this episode, I have a conversation with Trisha Dempsey, CEO of Thrive Her. We get to hear her own personal story. She's definitely reinvented her professional life and her career multiple times, and she breaks blueprints and finds her own way. And some of what we talk about is how do you know when and if you're ready to end a chapter and begin a new one? And how do you know if you've got what it takes? We cover all of that in today's episode. A little bit about Trisha Dempsey. Trisha is a seventh grade school teacher turned eight figure CEO and creator of Thrive Her Passport. Over the past 20 years, she's coached over 6,000 women on how to live their purpose, lead with their strengths, and create businesses and lives that they love so that they can thrive personally and professionally. After selling her company to a publicly traded company, she felt a calling to help other women create more purpose and freedom and started Thrive Her, which has become the most rewarding and fulfilling pursuit of her professional life. So join me in welcoming Trisha and enjoy the conversation. Hello, Trisha. Welcome. Hello, Amy Palmer. It's so good to see you. So good to see your happy face today. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. Well, I, I invited you on our podcast because I know that you've had a lot of experience over the years making, breaking, recreating blueprints as you go. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your story, about when you had a blueprint that helped you and when did you feel the need to like break it and create your own? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, I for me, I think it started kind of graduating from college. I went to a small Christian college where Everybody was either going to be a teacher or in ministry of some sort. I chose to be a teacher and did that for middle school kids. 
I even got my master's degree in middle childhood education because I could make a whole whopping 2,400 extra dollars a year by doing that. And I did that for five years. And the first blueprint that I broke was leaving teaching. And I decided at that, I decided I gave myself a summer to leave. I spent three months kind of marketing myself and I gave myself a date. If I don't have a job by August 15th, I'm going to go back and sign a contract. And the very first shift I did was into selling. And Hmm. it was, imagine, imagine going to a guy who's trying to find a top salesperson. And I'm like, so I used to teach school, (laughs) but I think I'd be really good in sales. And here's why. And, and I was, that was, that was really a good superpower for me. And so that was kind of the first big blueprint break. And then second one for me was after I had a child and, and I just knew I, it was one of the, you know, remember back in those days, Amy is like, you know, early 2000, you went to the office by 7am, you were out by 7pm. It was like one of those yes. types of environments. Yes. Remember those days? Uh-huh. I do. And home, uh-huh. My baby would go to bed like 30 minutes later. And I was, and I just remember three months in, I was like, this is not, this is not sustainable. And I went to my husband and said, I think I'm going to start my own business. And he was like, what do you, you're 27. I think I was, I was 30 years old at that time. He's like, what do you know about starting a business? And I was like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that hard. I went to resign and the guy that I resigned to had sold his business a year before that. And he said, Hey, listen, let me give you $40,000 and let's go start a business together. And that was a second big blueprint breaker for me. I think the third one, I've got two more that just kind of come to mind. Third, Go ahead. Well, before I'm I'm curious when you had this thought that you wanted to go into business for yourself, like, where did that come from? Do you come from an entrepreneurial family or? No, not at all. I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. I I think I just thought to myself, this Mm -hmm. guy is probably making 5 million a year. I probably put Mm -hmm. half of that in his pocket every year. How hard can it be? This is kind of what I thought to myself. Like, Right. I'm doing half of it anyway, right now in a business this size. So I think I can do it on my own. And, it, and the other thing, and I think this is, you know, most of your listeners might feel this way too. When you are like desperate to be in a situation, you will find a way no matter what yeah. I feel like. Yeah. So I was desperate to be home with my kid more. I, she was going to bed. I saw her 30 minutes a day. It was just I was desperate for it. And when Mm -hmm. I felt that desperation, I just knew that it would be better to try it on my own than keep trying to do what I was doing. Yeah. So that was a, that was an interesting one. And I was with, I was with this guy and his son for a couple of years. And then the the last big blueprint breaker for me last two was I was diagnosed with breast cancer, like two years later. And And I was with these two guys. One of them was a funding partner. One was a a selling partner, but the selling partner never sold. I think we did in our first year, we did maybe about a million dollars and I did like 990,000 of it. It was like so out of balance. And I was like, why do I need these guys? You know, why do I need these guys? And I came home one day, I was like six months into chemo and told my husband, like, this is how much money we have and this is how much money we have on credit cards. And I think I'm just going to do this on my own. I do not need these guys. Like this is, mm. this is me dragging these people along. And so that was a big, big, um, and we had just closed on a house, Amy. I, I, I was diagnosed with cancer the night before we closed on a house that we had built. Wow. I wasn't sure if I was going to close. I wasn't sure if yeah. I was going to quit my job. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I did that business for 15 years, you know, I, I sold that company to a publicly traded company and exited out. And, and when I, after that, the last big blueprint break for me, and this is, you know, like, so I, if I look at the timeframes, it's like, 
So maybe 25, the next one was at 30. The next one was at like 32. And this final one was, you know, really probably 47 years old. But um, I, I struggled after selling the business. I was there for four years. Com- company did great. I struggled personally. I was completely bored. I had done mm-hmm. this forever. I mm-hmm. didn't know that you could just make a chapter complete and still feel good about it. I was really beating myself up. Like you're quitting, you're, you're, te- you're disappointing your team. Like, you know, you're disappointing your family, all of these things. And one day I just really realized I was, I was praying about it, thinking about it, constantly reading about like what I wanted to do next in this journey. I was probably having like a true like midlife crisis. That's how I felt at that time. I felt very empty inside. I cried all the time and I'm not a, mm-hmm. not a big crier all mm-hmm. the time, but I, yeah. I, I woke up one day and I remember calling my coach and I said, Hey, I think I might want to do coaching. And my coach was like, you've been a coach for 25 years. <laughs> what do you mean? You want to do coaching? You're a coach. You and have said, been oh. doing it. Yeah. He was like, you've been doing it. I was like, yeah, but I'm not certified. And I, I really never asked anybody to pay me. And it was like, it was like, well, today's the day. And And that's how Thrive Her was born, was really out of that seeking, like six months of seeking. And I call it like career purgatory. I'm sure your listeners feel this, feel this. I never was happy and I cried a lot. And so, Hmm. and I felt like that for a long time and really denied myself what the potential was on the other side of that way too long. If I could tell people to do that, anything, it would be. Don't deny yourself the potential of what's calling you past this chapter. So those are my big blueprint breakers. Is that yeah. enough for a lifetime? Yeah. And we're we're <laughs> yes. now so 52 right now. So I'm sure there'll be more. Yeah. So you sold the your IT recruiting business, right? Yeah. But you stayed on and you stayed I had on. A five, and- I had a five-year non-compete. Okay. And, and when I when I finally decided what I was going to do, I resigned to the CEO Mm-hmm. He ignored my resignation for three months. I talked to this guy every single day and, uh-huh. I, and I sent my resignation to him and I was like, Hey boss, I'll call you later this afternoon. I want to talk through this for three months. I was like texting him, calling him every day. And then finally I was like, you know, I remember being down the dock one day and I was talking to my coach and she's, and I was like, he's never going to let me go. I'm in these golden handcuffs and this isn't fair. And she was like, you know, you can just go, right? Right. He doesn't and have he, to a- approve. <laughs> you could have, you could have dropped a feather. I, 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 I really didn't know I could just go. Mm. I really didn't know it. And so she was like, go back inside, CC the HR person, resend your letter and declare a date and be gone. Mm. And, and that, that was so, I was so angry and hurt because we had grown the business significantly since they bought us. I had a great relationship with him, but that was his way of like holding me, trying to hold me hostage. And, and in my own brain, I was hostage. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, And what's, what's especially interesting about that is that you had built this uber successful company from ground zero. Yeah. sold it for like $10 million yeah. and you still had those types of internal battles going I, on. I still was looking for his approval. Right. Right. I was still right. looking for him to give me permission to leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think once I recognized that, and, and here's what the difference, here's what the difference was, gosh, out of the mouth of babes. My daughter was working at a church in Atlanta. She met the pastor the first day and somebody asked the question, what was your favorite book? And the pastor said, I love this book called Necessary Endings. Kat calls me as soon as she gets out of the meeting. She's like, mom, you're in a necessary ending. You need to get this book. I buy it that day. I sit down on the dock. Literally, I read the entire thing that day and I was done. Mm. And that that book was, here's the, the gist of it. I'll summarize. It's a great read for your readers, but it's like the summary was every chapter in your life has some point where it becomes complete. It doesn't have to feel, you don't have to feel angry or sad or overly hurt by it. You can just call it complete and move to the next chapter. And he gives this analogy of his mom who uh, had a huge rose garden in her backyard. And she said, you know, here's the thing about roses. The, the best blooms can't survive unless you cut the good blooms, not the dead blooms, the good blooms. And so that was one of those moments I remember I was just like, gosh, I'm giving myself permission to do this. And I'm so proud of what I've accomplished. I'm so, I'm so pleased at the team we've been. I'm so happy that they're going to survive long after I leave. But that took, Amy, that took, that yeah. took probably two full years of like soul searching, honestly, before yeah. I did it. Well, there's a lot of emotion connected to it because you because you built it, right? So yes. I, that that makes sense. So so let's talk about thrive her that so that's when you wanted to decided to launch the business to help other women did you do that right away did, did you spend time i i, I spent about what happened? six months i spent about six months creating a course i would never do that again i would i i it was the longest six months of my life and then i offered it to people and like 10 people bought it and i was like i'm never gonna make enough money to do this and i i did it again <laughs> But I had two audiences at that time. I had corporate women and I had aspiring entrepreneurs. And I knew immediately that my energy was all in for aspiring entrepreneurs. I'd see that call every week come up for coaching corporate women. And I'd be like, I've done this for so that that chapter felt complete. And so, yeah, that's how Thrive Her was born. And then ultimately our Thrive Her Passport program was born, which really helps entrepreneurial women turn their kind of a real world professional experience into a thriving consulting business. And that's where we are so today, which is you so blended, fun. you blended those two audiences, yeah. the corporate women yeah. who want to be, yeah. uh, you know, entrepreneurs. And here's, a, that, here's the thing I'd say to your, to your listeners too, is like nothing was wasted. When I look back, you can probably say this in your own career too, right? Uh, being a school teacher was not wasted because I teach every day. Being in sales was not wasted because I sell every day. Learning to speak and communicate is not wasted. I do that every single day. Coaching a team, coaching people to success. None of it, even the hard stuff wasn't wasted. Um, It was all just kind of part of the journey to get here today. Yep, exactly, exactly. So as you evolved the business in that direction, I'm understanding like why you wanted to serve women who we affectionately refer to as the passport women. What have you learned from them in working with them? Yeah, there's, there is so much fear and doubt, no matter how successful they are. Sometimes I get off the phone with people and I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to coach this lady? She's amazing. They have so much fear and doubt. This is the universal feeling, fear and doubt. Mm -hmm. And yet 
the thing that pulls them through, I think are two things. One is that they're just misaligned with their purpose. So they're feeling the disconnect from the work, from the relationships, from the team, from the companies that they work with. And, and I think the second thing is there's some compelling set of circumstances that happens. We were just talking about this this morning on our team call, you know, she's either like had a sick parent or maybe the, her child goes off to college or, you know, maybe she's had a death in her family recently, or maybe she's had a medical scare. Like there's, there's usually something that we know for three to five years before we do it is just not right. And then some you know, I feel like God drops a little circumstance in your life that just tips people over the edge. So even though they're scared and they have a lot of doubt, I think one of the things we've learned is when you provide a really safe community, safe and really sacred community for people to bloom, and you provide them with a really solid framework, there's a lot more like, okay, I think I can do this. And they can do it all along, but there's that universal fear and doubt and I think also the burnout that they're in creates creates such a deficit. I almost like refer to it like a battery that's at like 1%. But when, the, when women really plug into their purpose, and I see this in you, I see this in your smile, I see this in <laughs> what you do. It's like when people plug into their purpose, it's not like a battery that gets depleted every day. It's this renewable energy source that you don't even know existed in corporate America a lot of times because- you just thought, okay, my battery's dead. I need to recharge. I need to take the weekend off. I need, well, purpose is so not like that. It's so, it's the most abundant, renewable resource that you wake up to excited about every day. Even if you had a long day of 10 hours of things that you did yesterday, it just has a different energy source. We plug into a different energy source. So those are the I things I think I've, I've learned the most. Awesome. Awesome. And um, as you work with I mean, they come to you from a variety of different backgrounds. The commonality is they want something different. They want to go in another direction. And specifically, they want to launch their own consulting business. They have no idea how to do, you know, how to do that. Are there particular backgrounds or situations that set them up to be most successful to do that? Yeah, I I think um, I think about this quite a bit. I, I think number one, you've got to be credible at what you do. So you know, if you've got 10 plus years of experience doing sales or marketing or healthcare, or IT or any of those things, you've got the credibility, like you are at a senior, maybe even potentially leader or executive role. So credibility is like one of those components. And then I think commitment to do it is the other. So I think the one most underdeveloped, you know, kind of skill set our women have is selling, selling themselves selling other people. And so, you know, we've, we've deliberately created this program that for four and a half months, they're in sales environments, they're in role plays, they're in practice sessions, they're in speaking, introducing themselves, speed networking. Like we put them really in a, an environment that allows them to build more confidence there. But the, the most, I think, common things that all women have is, you know, they've got to have that credibility of whatever they're about to make the bridge over to like, you know, like if Amy, God forbid, I ever left into this job and, st- and said, I'm going to be an accountant consultant, people would be like, yes, no, Trisha, I don't think this is what you're going to do. <laughs> but when you've been doing it for a long time, you know, that's the one big common thread, I think that has to be there. And then the second is just this commitment to learning how to, how to talk about yourself and put yourself in front of people and, 
and get comfortable selling. That's, that's kind of the, I see those as kind of two of the biggest success factors for our women, for sure. Got it. Got it. So if you were to talk to someone who feels stuck in their career, and one of the things that I hear, not only do they feel stuck, but you know, ageism comes into play that they feel like they're not going to, they're not going to move any higher. There's no definitely hitting that ceiling. What's your advice to them? What should they do? You know, one of the things I really love about consulting is, is that ageism really is a benefit and not, not ageism itself, but our age becomes a real benefit Uh to, to the client. And the more that we can express how many times we've been in this bunker and how many times we've seen this sharp turn and how many times we've experienced this downturn and how many times we've experienced this cycle in the market or in whatever they're doing. I think there's some real credibility that's built by our age when we move into consulting in that space. And I think the other thing is, is that you get to a point, I think at a certain age, probably somewhere in your forties and late forties, fifties, definitely in your sixties from what I've seen with our women that you just don't, potentially even need as much money. You don't potentially need the kind of clients that you would have absolutely sacrificed and worked with when you were in your twenties and thirties or the kind of employers that you've worked for. You just don't, you get to have more choice because we're not in this scrappy, desperate, how are we going to make the groceries work this week? So there is a lot of freedom in in being at that certain age and having the wisdom that goes along with it, both the wisdom that's really beneficial for our clients, but the internal wisdom, if we'll listen to it, that's really beneficial to build the life we want. And so, I mean, you're experiencing that right now. I totally see it in what you're doing. It's like, you know, I can be a fractional sales leader and probably still replace my income and still do travel to travel to Bali and, and do all the fun (laughs) things that I'm doing and create this podcast, um, which serves so many women and gives them a glimpse into what's possible when you just really listen to what's already probably been calling you for a long time in the first place. So I don't know, I still am not going to stop coloring my hair anytime soon or stop, you know, <laughs> stop taking care of myself anytime soon. But I do feel like there's a, there's a more selectiveness and a lot of wisdom that we can offer clients that really are beneficial with age at this level. Agree. Agree. I think what's exciting about it is you can create you, you can create it to look however you want, you know, you, and right. whatever your service, however you want to serve, whoever you want to serve. I think there's yeah. a lot of power in that. Yeah. And nobody's going to, I mean, people may decide not to work with you because of those boundaries, but there'll be a lot of people who are like, I'll just wait or I'll, I'll work. I'll work with that because there are very few people probably in the market that can bring your perspective and your experience to what you might do as a consultant at that age, right. for sure. Great. So to just to be clear, let's say a woman, corporate executive woman, burnt out, ready to make a change, considered consulting, but doesn't know what to do. She comes to you and your team. Like, what what do you do? How do you help? How do you teach her what to do? There's, there's really kind of, you know, our, our tagline is here's your next step, because that's such a universal thing of wondering, like, am I doing the right things in the right order? So we teach something called the five-step freedom framework, which really focuses on the right things in the right order in what I would call kind of phase one of your business, which is really about building the business itself. So we help them focus on getting clear about the type of business they want to, they want to build. That's called one direction. That's the first step. 
one person, the person that they actually want to serve for that particular consulting offer. Um, and then we help them get clear on one offer so that they're, they've got a really comprehensive, professional and polished thing they can show to clients and really start to sell. And then we help them create one message, which we call your five-point pitch around how you're going to actually go out and talk about it. And then we help them learn how to sign clients one conversation at a time through our one consult step. And so just teaching them, like, how do I just have a professional conversation and make it happen? All of that takes place in the first six weeks in phase one. And it, and it's really not unusual for people. To, I had a, uh, I wish you, I wish you still knew some of these women, Amy, but I, uh, Narissa last night posted to, we posted out to our kudos channel. She's just signed a $60,000 global marketing engagement and she's just in phase one of Passport. And then in phase two, we really focus on two things. This has all evolved even since you kind of started knowing more about us. The first is we really help them each week with sales mastery. So I coach a sales mastery class every week. We role play, we look at objections, we, we build their target list, we do all of these things. And then my coach, one of my dear friends and coaches, Jim Hewling, joined our program and he teaches CEO Mindset. And in CEO mindset, he's really helping them really kind of 10X their visibility to their potential clients through social media, speaking and video opportunities. And so we're helping them like organically learn how to reach out, but also get past that imposter syndrome, which is the most crippling thing for most of those women. Even when they build the business part, moving into kind of building your income and building your mindset is, is really takes time. I mean, you, you think about like, I don't, how long have you been doing what you've been doing, Amy? Uh, The podcast? No, just like, just like your, your career, everything decades, (laughs) decades. Yes. Yes. And so like, I think we pop into like entrepreneurship and we're like in six months, we should have this mastered. And the truth is it takes decades. Right. It takes decades. So we really try to give them a a good spring ground, you know, springboard. And then we've now developed the Passport Masters program. So once they graduate from Passport, they're going to Passport Masters. And we're really working on really systematic and process-based things that just create consistent replacement of income month after month. So, um, so those are kind of how we, how we help them. I know you added in the CEO mindset element, like, uh, you know, a ways into the launch of Passport. I'm curious, how did you identify the need for that? And what are you hoping yeah. to accomplish with that piece? Yeah, we had two ways. One is that people weren't even introducing themselves as CEOs. And we would do these little speed networking things and they would be like, you know, I'm the founder of so-and-so. I'm I'm the creator of so-and-so or I'm a consultant. And I'm like, they don't see themselves as CEOs and how do we get them to step there? And the second piece of that really became through surveys and feedback we would get like, you know, I don't even know how to, you know, like, I don't know what to do with taxes. I don't know what to do with, like they were struggling with just the operation side of the business. And like, how do I really like hire my first employee? How do I decide mm-hmm. how I get benefits? And so we started seeing a big need for it, but we also realized that identity comes first before behavior. Hmm. And if people don't identify as the CEO, then they still behave like the employees. And so one of our very first slides in the welcome call is this picture of a woman and a man in an airplane. 
and the man's in the passenger seat and the woman is in the, the, the pilot seat. And we try to really preach this message of you're no longer the passenger. Like you are the pilot now. And so you get to decide where you go, where you sit, where you land, how far you want to take your business. Everything is your decision. And for a lot, what we started to identify is that really we're, we're making passenger-based decisions, permission-based decisions. Please tell me this is the right decision. Please tell me that this is the right. And it's like, you really get to create everything on your own. And that shift, although really, really people dream about it for so long is a very scary shift. So I think it just takes time to step into that identity. I, I tell this story and you might've heard me tell it before too, but when I first became a CEO, you know, I was 32 years old. And I hired this speaking coach to go to come and teach me how to do this little 15 minute CIO meetings that I was having. I had 60 opportunities to do this little 15 minute meeting. And the first day she had me in there, she put a video camera up and she had me to go out of the room. I want you to walk in the room. I want you to shake my hand, hand me your business card. That was like phase one of what we worked on. I'm like, cool. I go out of the room. I come back in. I firm handshake, direct eye contact. I hand her my business card. And she looked at it and she said, who is the CEO of this company? And why don't you have this on your business card? And the truth was, I didn't see myself as the CEO of the company. And she said, she gave me back my business card. And she said, like as stern as she, she was no joke. She was stern as she could be. She said, today we're ordering CEO business cards. And that same thing that happened to me happens to them. So it just, it just takes time to step into that identity for sure. Yeah, that that's That's amazing. And what impresses me the most, or one of the things that impresses me the most about Thrive Her, about the Passport program, it's not just a coaching program. It's like, it's like an MBA course, you know, you get all the, the, you know, all the strategy, all the tactics, all the support, all the coaching, everything that you need. So uh, kudos to you. I mean, you've really, you really yeah. built and grown a, a wonderful, wonderful program. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. No matter how many hours every day we do, whatever we do, I'm so excited to wake up and do it the next day. And that that's what I, that's what I really hope your, the women that are listening to this really realize is when you step out of that fear and into the possibility and into your purpose, then you just you've just operated a different gear yeah. and, and it's not work. And I know people say that very catchy, but it catchy, but it's, it's really not work. It's really, for me, it's my ministry. It's my passion and I absolutely love it. So I don't know. Yeah. I hope they know that's possible for them. Yes. Yes. So one last question, what is next for you thrive her? What do you see in the future? Yeah, I think we, we really want to develop, really, really work on developing out our Passport Master's program and what that looks like and how we, how we do it with women and get them into a program long-term that supports their growth from like, you know, zero to 10K a month, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40. So that's kind of really kind of short-term what we're working on. And then long-term, one of the things that we really have a vision around is what we call Passport Boardroom which will be either kind of high-end luxury retreats for seven-figure or above women, like really a safe, sacred, amazing, nurturing place that women can go work on their business and really take care of themselves. So I've got, as a matter of fact, there's a a spot here in Utah, you just just moved to Utah. There's a spot here in Utah called the Blue Sky Resort. You'll have to, you'll have to Google it. This is 
the lady who was who was massaging Kareem last time we were there said, um, "Yeah, I, I just massaged Kevin Costner last week." I'm like, "What?" Uh, you know, and I and I and I left that place and I said to Kareem, "Like, that's the kind of place that woman yeah. would want to go. Like, yeah, really, really, in, you know, very intimate, very exclusive, um, but really high level discussions about how to grow our businesses and really balance that with wonderful lives that we love." And so that excites me. That, yeah. that level very much excites me. That's where I want to be right now. So yeah, yeah, big, yeah. big things ahead personally and professionally for sure. Good. Well, I'm sending you positive vibes that it all comes to fruition. And <laughs> just as you described, it sounds wonderful. Thank you again for taking the time today. And thank you for everything that you do for women and how you help them really build new lives. Thank you, yeah. Tricia. It's exciting. It's exciting. Well, your people are our people. So if they are at all interested in learning more, I would love to just let them know they can go to our thrive-her.com slash group, get into our Freedom After Corporate Facebook group and just start to learn, get free trainings, all kinds of resources that will help them make that transition. And it's a really kind of good way to put your foot in the water. So um, I'd love to have them come and join it. Your people are our people. So fabulous. I'll, I'll make sure to put all the links in the show notes so that the show notes That's for this great. episode, you can go right there and access all the information. That sounds Thank great. you, Tricia. Thanks for having me, Amy. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of the Blueprint Breakers podcast, Make a Career Pivot. And a very special thank you to our guest, Tricia Dempsey. Remember to check out the free resources. I put it in the show notes. But if you go to thrive-herd.com forward slash group, that's access to her free Facebook group. She has so many cool resources, trainings, etc. in there. Now I'd like to quickly share my disclaimer. I am not a therapist, doctor, lawyer, financial advisor, career counselor, etc. This podcast is for your entertainment and information only. I encourage you to take what I share here as a launching point to discover what is right for you. And now I want to thank you, the listener. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing these episodes with your friends. Thank you for going into Apple Podcasts and leaving me a five-star review with a written review. Thank you. And please make sure if you have not yet signed up for our community, that's where you get all the free resources, all the links, all the schedule information. It's the best way for me to stay in direct contact with you, the listener. Just go to community.blueprintbreakers.com. Have a great day. Keep on breaking those blueprints and writing your own.